spring forward and losing one eye. Yeah, good job. Spring. I'm sure that has nothing to do with yourself. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Can you read the words on the screen? Matter of life and death. Matter of life and death. Matter of life and death. And what we want to do today is just turn it around to death to life. Death to life. Death to life. Matter of life and death is moving from death to life. And, and for that, the easiest one to think about, of course, is Lazarus. John chapter 11. Lazarus has died, and Jesus loves him. And so he goes, and he goes to the tomb where he's been there for how many days? Three? Four. Four days. He's really dead. Okay? Yep. Four days. And he raises Lazarus from the dead. Remember how one of the sisters, Mary, said, Lord, he stinks. Okay? He's really dead. This is... And Jesus says, go open it up, and out comes Lazarus. He's physically dead. Hmm. So now I have a little something I read today from rewriting your broken story. It's about Chuck Colson. Do you know who Chuck Colson is? Was? Chuck Colson, different, different Chuck. Chuck Colson is one who worked with President Nixon, was his aide, and was one who went to jail because of his work with the Watergate issue. Okay? Now, before that all happened, after Watergate and before him going to jail, he met with a friend of his, Mr. Phillips. Mr. Phillips had just gone from his regular life to actually hearing the gospel and it changing his life. And so Mr. Phillips then had a chance to talk to Sir Charles Colson, to Chuck. And this is what he said. Chuck, I don't think you will understand what I'm saying about God until you're willing to face yourself honestly. I thought, this is perfect. Isn't this what Lent's all about? Mm. Learning to face ourselves honestly? Phillips picked up C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity and began to read, There is one vice of which no man in the world is free of which everyone in the world loathes when he sees it in someone else, and of which hardly any people except Christians ever imagine that they are guilty themselves. There is no fault which we are more unconscious of in ourselves, and the more we have it in ourselves, the more we dislike it in others. The vice I am talking about is pride. Pride leads to every other vice. It is the complete anti-God state of mind. Hmm. Phillips continued to read on the book. Red-faced and his heart burning, Chuck could feel the conviction. In God, you come up against something which is in every respect immeasurably superior to yourself. Unless you know God as that. Immeasurably hmm. superior to yourself. And therefore know yourself as nothing in comparison. Unless you know that, hmm. you do not know God at all. As long as you are proud, you do not know God at all. Hmm. In his autobiography, Born Again, Chuck Colson said he felt naked and unclean at that moment. Hmm. All his defenses gone. Hmm. You see, at that moment, Chuck wasn't dead. But he was starting to get clued into the truth of what hmm. we learned about in our epistle lesson for today. Remember what it says? And you were dead. In the, trans in the transgressions and sins in which you once walked. Dead, not physically, but spiritually. That's all of us. Spiritually dead. What I'd like to have us think about today is being raised. 
God made him alive. God raised him. First thing that's being raised, lifted up in the Old Testament, is that serpent, that Pat showed you about, talked with you about. That serpent was raised. And why was that serpent raised? Well, it's because the people of Israel were complaining about what God was providing for them. Amen. The call for them not to complain. By the way, any complaining this last week for you? Yes. That makes you what? Normal. Normal. Human. And sinful. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, just maybe sometimes we think, well, yeah, that was an Old Testament problem, but not a New Testament problem. Okay? Except when we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Right? Because then it says, uh, now these things occurred as examples, talking about the time when Israel was in, in the uh, wilderness. Okay? It says this. Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to engage in pagan right adultery. We should not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 of them died. We should not test the Lord as some of them did and were killed by snakes. Number 21. And do not grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. Complaining. Yeah. Whenever we complain, we're saying God Almighty is in control of everything. He who is completely righteous and knows what he's doing isn't doing it right. All of you parents out there, did you like it when your teenagers complained against you? Is that like the warm your heart? I'm so glad you're a teenager. Uh, anybody have those thoughts when you're raising a teenager and they complained against you? Not when they did the good stuff. When they complained. Have you ever heard words like these? You don't love me. You never love me. If you love me, you do this. <laughs> Remember, you're the one who sacrificed all sorts of time and energy and money, all these things, Into so that they'd still be alive as teenagers. Yep. Right? Hmm. Any parents here who did sacrifice, 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 sacrifice for your kids? No. Because that's what you did for your kids. You think exponentially how much God has done for us. And so what needed to be done was to raise up the serpent so they could look. Now, why would they look at the serpent? Because they... Trusted, trusted that by looking, Everyone. they would be cured. Yep. Right? Right. Otherwise, it wouldn't look for me to be right? dumb. I'm not going to look up at a serpent. But if I trust, I'm going to do it. Hmm. Okay? So we get to the gospel lesson, which Pat also shared with you about. But you know what the whole point is? Jesus is raised up. Right? So that as we trust him to look to him, to believe in him, to say that what you have done for me on the cross is sufficient to cure me of what? Yeah. Yeah. That's the power of the devil I've been set free from. Now I'm free in Christ because I looked up to the one who was raised up for me. He has raised me up now with him, it says. Listen to these beautiful words. These beautiful words from Ephesians 2, verse 6. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's what he's already done. Now, if any of you completely understand that, please come and share with me. 
amazing that God has done for us. And so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. That's what we have coming, this immeasurable grace. We already have his grace, but even more so will we have it one day. All right, so the Israelites, they had death in front of them, but God gave them life. Okay? Because of Christ, all people who have death in front of them have eternal life as they look to Christ, as they trust in Jesus. So what I really want to focus on today is that passage from Paul to the Ephesians. Okay? We were dead like Chuck Colson in our trespasses and sins. Dead. Okay? Now, to really help this make sense, remember what Romans 6, verses 1 and following says that, that we shouldn't continue on in sin because we've been baptized, we've been buried with Christ in our baptism and raised with him to newness of life. Okay? We've been buried with Christ and raised to newness of life. If you're buried, who gets buried? Dead people. Dead people. So we are dead in our transgressions and sins, not physically, but spiritually. And then with Christ, we die to our sin, death, and power of the devil. So spiritually, we've been made new, alive, to walk with Christ, to live with Christ. What does this mean now for us? It means this, for one thing. In Colossians 3, verse 1, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your heart on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. This Friday, have I ever told you that I'm a mess? Yeah. <laughs> Thousands of times? Yes. Guess what happened Friday? I was a mess again. Any of you have struggles where you keep on messing up? Yep. Okay, so in the middle of those keep on messing up, does God just kind of say, you know what? I'm done with you. Nope. I am done with you. Is that what God says in no. Jesus? No. No. He loves us. He's patient with us. Do you know that as I just threw the day away, all afternoon, just wasted time? Okay? Mm -hmm. You know, time is a precious commodity I'd like to use well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just don't want to waste it, but I do. And when I waste it, I don't. I miss out on connecting with people who are precious, hmm. like you brothers and sisters of mine. Hmm. I miss out on spending time with people. I miss out on investing. I miss out on doing things that build me up and do good things. Hmm. And what I usually do then is I just usually turn inward, get low, get frustrated with myself, hmm. and go down. My wife got home. I was in that position for a little bit. You know what? We went for a walk. As we went for a walk, I began to do something different. I said, how is this impacting you? We shared our defenses. We moved on and had a good evening. What's different? Second Corinthians chapter 7, 10 and following, I think this is so important for us to hear again and again and again and again and again. Okay? Guilt and godly sorrow are not the same. Can I just remind you of that a thousand times? Do you get it? Guilt makes me turn inward and depresses me. Does it do the same to you? Mm -hmm. When I'm guilty, do I care about the people around me who need love and attention and who my heart hurts by my sin? Yes. When I'm guilty, I'm focused on me. And you're not focused I'm focused on what's going on. I'm focused on how lousy I am. Look what a miserable sinner I am. Does that happen to you? Or am I just the only fool up here who does that? 
Turn off the one.
Remember the one who's not a servant, mm. but the son of man, who died for you on this cross, mm. that you might now live a new life, set free from the spiritual life and the spiritual death that comes with sin and the judgment of our world. Amen? Amen. Mm-hmm.